What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Kyle Rasmussen of Vitriol. Vitriol's debut album, To Bathe from the Throat of Cowardice, is out now from Century Media Records. Check it out. Fun Ghost yeah. Cult interview with Kyle Rasmussen of Vitriol, man. How are you? Thank you. Great, man. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Ready to talk to you about this debut album, uh, To Bathe from the Throat of Cowardice. Holy hell, what a title. And what a record. What a record, man. Technical death metal. uh, You guys are about to turn the whole genre on its ear. Oh, man, that means a lot. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So let's uh, learn a little bit about you and uh, how you and the guys got together and formed the band and talk about the the start, the early origin of the band. Yeah. Well, uh, it kind of all formed from the ashes of a band we were all uh, involved in together before. The three of us were part of a five-piece band. Uh, when we were much younger, that um, dissolved for due to personal reasons, you know, your classic shit. I, we, we, a bunch of kids started a band when they were young, decided, uh, you know, use that band to figure out what they really wanted to do. And, you know, as those things tend to go, uh, you know, people tend to grow apart. So um, through that process, I knew that I wanted to do something with a bit more intent um, and do something ambitious. Um, and Adam, I was very fortunately for me, Adam believed in a lot of the shit that I had in mind and was just hung out and fucking stuck it out with me for years and years while we worked out the sound. And Scott, it's kind of serendipity how Scott just keeps finding his way into this project because vitriol has been kind of at a revolving door of not having a drummer being a glorified two piece, you know, for a long time, having a different drummer. It's hard to want to be a band that does what we do without compromising the real band philosophy, you know, and not just being interested in resigning to sharing stems through emails and stuff like that. So I think part of Vitriol's strength is that we truly did develop our sound together in a garage, you know? Um, And I just, yeah, we get that, we're like, oh man, where did you guys come from? It's like, uh, we've just been, we've been doing it all. It's like we, we did our, freshman sophomore freshman and sophomore release like secretly <laughs> behind closed doors <laughs> and we just like disposed of them before anyone heard them and then we just like, came out with our third one basically it was like what happened I think a lot of bands wear their creative growth publicly on their sleeve throughout the career of their band and Vitriol just was never really interested in that we just we knew what we wanted to do we knew how good it needed to be we knew that it needed to sit shoulder to shoulder with our heroes and it couldn't see the light of day until it could. Um, so yeah, that's why vitriol was like the classic stereotypical, you know, what do they call it? The 10 year overnight success. Nice. 
like very literally, it was like 10 fucking years, like eight, nine, eight, nine years. You're like, man, you're going to blow up out of nowhere. I'm like, no, it's a lot of hard work. You're just not seeing beneath that one fucking YouTube video that made you guys aware of us. But, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a long road, man. Right on. Well, I think I, I was aware of the EP and then the signing to Century Media. So, oh, yeah. not you. I'm sorry. Not, uh, no, you not me personally. I know the, public. Yeah, the yeah. greater you. Everybody else yeah. you, not me. Yeah, yeah of course. Exactly, yeah. And I'm a nerd, so I follow bands and I love the genre and I'm, I'm, I'm following. Uh, awesome. Straight out, you guys all smoke as musicians and performers. I watched the playthrough video this morning. 666 stuff, you guys definitely are. I'm dying to see you live because, you know, clearly this genre is based on, you know, it's a player genre. If you can really shred, you're going to stand out and not just for the sake of shredding. You guys write excellent songs, but um, how much uh, practicing and, you know, woodshedding do you guys do on a regular basis or jamming? Brutal, a lot. A fucking lot. I mean, we practice getting ready for Europe. It's been three to four times a week, and we run the seven sets, seven song set twice every day. And then on top of that, um, Mike and I are constantly doing uh, exercises to to fine tune, you know, all the little. It's we're at the point. There's no doubt in my mind that we're going to deliver the album. At this point, we're just we're ironing out all the little details that that will truly push it over the edge of you know just getting every little harmonic, every little upstroke and down where it needs to be. You know, so um, you know when you're doing something so musically ambitious, you're 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 prepared for the people that you know the most immediate. uh, question is, uh, are they a real band? Are they going to do that live? Um, I'm very excited to prove that we will, you know, <laughs> like, oh, geez. you know, all the, 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 I remember when we had a player show in San Diego, a kid came up to a drummer and was like, yeah, there's like three kids here that just like straight up came here because they don't think you're real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like that's just great, man. Like that shit doesn't bum us out. It just, right. it's. I mean, it gets people in the fucking door, man. Like whatever. Like I don't care why you're there. Like you know, just if you're just there to hope we fall on our face or whatever, you know. But uh, uh, you know, you will be disappointed if that's what you're looking forward to. Right on, right on. And not to disparage anybody else, but the genre has had a problem with, you know, playing to, you know, nothing wrong with playing the backing tapes, but playing, you know, the whole backing tape is the performance and slowed down stuff in the studio and then sped up live or verse, vice vice versa. So I know that there's a stigma. The internet has ruined kids. The internet has ruined the wonder of musicianship and technicality, especially for this extreme, brutal death metal. And uh, it's refreshing that a, a new, a newer band, new to us, comes along that can actually pull it off. So I'm excited to see you guys live with no smirk Thank on you. my face, no judgment, no folded arms, <laughs> no hipster scowl. When you come to Brooklyn, you're gonna find out that metal fans are 
legit here. We're not dicks, mostly. And um, yeah, sick, man. And uh, I know clearly as a power trio, uh, there's going to be comparisons to Dying Fetus, to Krizian bands I'm sure you guys are fans of. And you're getting to tour right out of the gate with Nile, who definitely I hear a lot of Nile influences. Nile's my favorite death metal oh, yeah. band ever, personally. It sounds like it's one of yours as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, unquestionably. I mean, I think that they are they are one of the most special bands, uh, uh, certainly and uh, indisputably one one of the most just accomplished. I mean, the the fact that they have they basically have like two entirely different identities that are like so successful in isolation to one another. You know what I mean? Like. Car, there are a few people in the genre that you, if you're looking for the people that are looking, see real like artistic ambition, and like Carl Sanders and Nile represents that, Eric Rutan and Hate Eternal represents that, and that's what inspires me about their work. Moreover, than the sonic framework of their bands, the philosophy and the love that they bring to their work. I mean those albums don't get made for fun. You know what I mean? Like those albums get made because they're compelled to do it and they feel obligated to do it to the best of their ability. Um, and that's what makes those bands fucking special. And I can't tell you how surreal of an honor it is to, you know, to be able to support this album beneath really the two fucking bands, the, the Slayer and Metallica of death metal, as far as I'm fucking concerned. Word. You know, that is the best analogy me. I have ever heard about those two <laughs> bands. That is, that's, that's going to get hashtagged and put in the review, man. That's, yeah. that's uh, yeah. amazing. Um, and also two of the nicest guys, uh, and most professional guys, not just great accomplished <laughs> players and writers, but a yeah. really nice, approachable, wonderful people. I've had a bunch of great experiences meeting both guys and talking. Yeah. I keep being that's what I keep being told and I'm still chewing my arm off out of nervousness. I think I'm gonna just like totally annoy Eric Rutan, fanboy out way too hard, get kicked off the tour. I know it's totally gonna happen. But uh, maybe if it's football yeah. if it's football season you might have some like Eagles Seahawks business. I'm not sure. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to pretend to care about football, uh, or at least the right the right support the right teams for him nice i don't know any of but, yeah. his uh, other affiliations so i can't help you with that <laughs> yeah i'll do some sleuthing right on right on um so yeah man again uh what a terrific debut album. Uh, I really have been digging these tracks. Obviously, everybody, the single is blowing up, but I really dig the opening track, The Parting of a Neck, Legacy of Contempt, The Rope Calls You Brother. Oh, man. Ominous. <laughs> ominous titles. Uh, but also, you know, not, you know, just unique also. Not, you know, hey, it's great to yeah. pay tribute to your influences, but I think you guys have something really uh, unique to say, which is great. It's great yeah. to hear new stuff that gets you pumped. Sorry, what was the? Did, I, I think I. Yeah, no worries. I, 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 it's great to hear like new stuff that gets you pumped. Oh, like I hear the influences, but I also hear originality. I hear like song. Yeah. I hear attention to right. detail and motifs, and you know. Yeah, and that's the thing that's important, you know, and especially in the the, the lyrical work too is something that, um, if you have the opportunity to 
speak from an honest place and give it a little bit more of if you can if you can the less you can rely on other the way other people have communicated their experiences through their art the better so i feel like not trying to confine my lyrical work within the themes that are currently present in death metal necessarily. I'll, and while also not like pretentiously avoiding them, you know what I mean? Like they're just songs are straight up about fucking murdering people. <laughs> it's like, we're never going to be above that. Um, but, uh, cause that's life sometimes. But, uh, you know, I just, I try not to limit myself in the breadth of themes that I work in. And I hope that helps translate the work into feeling like an honest exploration rather than some sort of forced accounting of a bunch of random brutal things in sequence. You know what I mean? Indeed. Yeah. Some, some, sometimes you hear a song and it sounds like a bunch of cut up parts. This will sound impossible. Let's put this together, but it is good that you yeah. guys seem to have a premium on songcraft. I really like it. Yes. That's everything. I mean, one it's going back to Nile and one of the, one of the most impactful interviews I read was like 10 years ago, an invisible oranges article with Carl Sanders. And he was talking about, you know, just, your average kind of softball question about like the current state of death metal or whatever. And he was like, you know, I hear new shit all the time. That's great. It's fucking, you know, I hear it. I'm like, man, this is brutal. It's crazy. But I just, you know, like I, I want to hear people write fucking songs again, man. You know, <laughs> that's what he said. He was like, I just want to hear people write a fucking song, you know? And I think people got in their head a long time ago that you, that like, it's not brutal. Like songwriting isn't brutal or something. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't curate an abject negative experience with competent songwriting or something like that, that by, by avoiding trying to write anthemic, compelling, engaging songs, you're it, like neutering its impact. And I just don't believe that to be true. I think it's a cop out. I think it's lazy. Um, I think it's an excuse for people to not put a lot of effort into what they do. Um, I think songwriting, it's just like crafting a sentence well. All the information is there. It's your responsibility to frame it in such a way that it's going to land optimally. And that's what songcraft is. I mean, you, you're curating an experience. You're saying, I want someone to feel a certain way. And I'm going to use every tool at my disposal to ensure that we achieve that shared experience. If I want you to feel overwhelmed, I'm going to do everything I can to make you feel that way. And if you start leaving T's uncrossed and I's undotted in that way, that's, that's when you start making a unmemorable music right 
indeed. Let's throw that gauntlet down with some high quality stuff and let everybody else be like, oh, word, I'm going to try that next. I'm going to actually try to step my game up. So I loved hearing that, man. Obviously, I can't talk to you without talking about this artwork. Joe Patagno, the great Mm. Joe, who the inventor of the Motorhead logo and mascot, the uh, artist on my favorite Crisian records, uh, Mm -hmm. Crisian everything today. Um, so lucky to have that artwork. That artwork is this sick. I I know people are gonna freak out when they see this thing. It's insane. Um, it's a blessing. I mean, it's such a true honor. I mean, it's like it was so humbling. I actually reached out to Joe. It's actually a pretty beautiful story because I reached out to Joe well over three years ago um, because I knew that this album was coming to be. Even when I was planning on releasing it DIY before any of our success. Um, I reached out to him. It's just, you know, I got his email address off metalarchives.com. And, you know, I had no idea if he was even still working. You know, I was just like, I knew, uh, of course, I'm familiar with his work, um, million different bands. And it just became obvious to me with the spirit of the late 90s, you know, his his work that he did with the Angel Corpse records and the Christian records, um, all that Brazilian stuff at the time. It was just like, that's the spirit I really want. That's the torch I'm trying to carry. So having anyone else's, there was just no one else, period. Like anyone else would have been a far second uh in terms of what this album needed. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, I'm just this dude. I got this band. I don't know if you're still working. I sent him lyrics. Uh, the song, I think we had Parting of the Neck recorded at the time. I sent him lyrics for the rest of the EP. And he was really, um, uh, he, he honored me by being very taken by the lyrics and the themes. He was, uh, I was really excited about it and um, was just one of the most amazing people to work with collaboratively, artistically. It's like there's some people that you collaborate with that you really got to pull punches with, like you can't get too weird with, you know, (laughs) you know, you can't really get lost in the sauce. And like Joe's not one of those dudes, like our emails got fucking weird and uh, it was great. And the fucking artwork I, when I got that artwork back, I full screened it on my 4K iMac and just like sat for like 35 minutes with tears in my eyes. Like that's not that's not a bullshit story for the sake of this interview. Like that's 100. percent It's it's everything it needed to be. I mean, it's it's huge. The album title is huge. Um, anything smaller would have trivialize the size of the, the sonic size of the album I think right on man we're gonna go big or we're gonna go home vitriol style yep I love it man you got it Carrying the Torch, Kyle Rasmussen, uh, the album again is To Bathe from the Throat of Cowardice out September 6th from Century Media. We'll link all this stuff in the in the post, man. It has been a pleasure getting to know you and talk to you. Good luck on the road in Europe. Be safe. And we will see you Thank in you the so States much. soon. Absolutely. We'll catch up uh, in the near future. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.